Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And Josh is going to pick it up. And it's loose again. Now it's going to be a foul. Foul on the play. Let's see what's on. Oh, a technical foul on Rondo. And he's just been thrown out. Rondo, he bumped into Mark Davis. He could be suspended. He just jumped into the official. Oh, boy, Rondo. Rondo bumped into the official. Let's see if the league has the nerve because that is an automatic suspension. He got a technical and thrown out, and he bumped into the official. That should be a suspension. And as always, Steve Holman, our friend, was correct. He is the dean of NBA broadcasters in his 27th season behind the microphone of Atlanta Hawks Radio Network with roots dating back to Boston, the Boston Celtics, Johnny Most, and uh, his hometown of Lawrence, Massachusetts. Steve joins us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Long time no talk, Steve. How are you? Yes, good morning, boys. I think there was a little Johnny in that call there. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> yeah, bit. No. How much easier uh, will the Hawks' lives be tonight without Rajon Rondo in the lineup for the Celtics, in your estimation, Steve? Well, you know, I don't think as easy as as everybody thinks. Uh, you know, I, in fact, Jerry, I saw the the line on Score Mobile was four, and uh, I think that one and a half line you had was set by Whitey Bulger in the jail. I'm not <laughs> sure, but, but no, uh, I got it here in the Herald. But maybe you're right. It seems a little low. I think the national line might be four, but yeah. the uh, you know the the Celtics line might be one and a half. But but be that as it may, I I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as everyone thinks because. Uh, you know how human nature is sometimes a guy is out of the lineup and you think, well, this is going to be easier. And uh, I know Bradley didn't have a good game in game one, but uh, the last time they played here, the, the game that nobody played in really, uh, I mean, he, he went off in that game. So, I mean, he's certainly capable of it. And, you know, our guys, it's hardly mentioned, I know, but uh, you know, Al Horford only played 10 games this year and yep. he made the all-star team two years in a row. And he hasn't been with us for, for all that time. And uh, Zaza Pachulia, who, you know, gets under Garnett's skin, uh, has been out too, and he's not going to be back most likely for the rest of this series. So uh, the Hawks are shorthanded too, but, um, but you know, they've been able to, to do a pretty good job with all the veteran guys that they have on the bench. Hey, Steve, what's more likely to happen tonight in Game 2, that Josh Smith will play that well again or that Joe Johnson will play that poorly again? Uh, I don't think Joe will play that poorly again. Uh, I, I don't think uh, – in fact, I – you know, it was it was so weird, really, that the, that Pierce and and Joe had the kind of games that they did in Game One. Mm. So you expect both of them to to bounce back and have big games. I mean, Josh, you know, I, I'll tell you, I've I, I've been with him every game that he's, you know, I've called every game that he's played in eight years in the NBA, and I've probably aged, you know, twice that, sixteen years in those eight years because, uh, you know, you grab your chest half the time. But uh, he, he's been very good this year. He's uh, I, I think he deserved to be on the All-Star team, although his you know previous reputation with coaches and everything I think kept him off of it. But he's been very good, and and when he when he puts his mind to it and and doesn't do anything silly, uh, you know he can be very very good like he was the other night. Hey, you've been uh, doing this gig for 27 years, is it, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> you have never seen the Hawks win two playoff series in the same year, correct? No. Uh, the, the, you know we came very close to that '88, the famous series. 
Uh, and, you know, I know they always play that Game 7, the, the, the Bird-Dominique matchup. Mm, right. uh, I always point to Game 5 of that. The, the, the greatest game I ever called was Game 5 of that series because uh, the Hawks had been blown out in Games 1 and 2 in Boston. And then we came back and won the two games in Atlanta. And then Game 5 went back to Boston and won that game. And, uh, you know, I remember that as being just a great night for the Hawks. And then uh, they came back to the old Omni in Atlanta. And that was the wildest night I think I've ever seen in Atlanta sports was that night. They had a coffin. Somebody got into the building and they were carrying it around. And it said Casey Jones retirement party on yeah. it. And, and I, re- I remember vividly, I mean, the first play of the game, Danny Ainge came just over half court and fired a three and hit it. And, it, you know, that set the tone for that game and the Celtics won. And, of course, you know, the rest is history. But, you know, the last uh, the Hawks have made it into the, the, the second round, at least the last two years, uh, three years in a row. And I think only the Lakers and Celtics are the only other teams that have done that. I mean, they haven't been able to get over that hump, but at least they've made it into the final uh, eight uh, the last three years. Well, this this team doesn't look like it's going to be the first to, to, you know, to win a title. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you going into the series, did you think they were the better team? And do you think uh, – n- with Rondo out, do you feel like the Hawks are on their way to, to, to knocking off the Celtics? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I've done this 27 years, Jerry. You know, and I've, I've never missed a game. So, I mean, I, I always go in, you know, uh, apprehensive <laughs> about, uh, about our guys. But I really think that this is a, a, a pretty solid team. And I think it's a team, if, if, if they were at full strength, uh, is probably better right now. But you know, you never know. I mean, I think Pierce is going to have a big game. I agree with you yeah. guys on that. That right. uh, I think he's going to come out and, uh, you know, he may actually benefit from Rondo not being there tonight. Uh, so, you know, who knows? But I, I think our, our I think our guys have, you know what I think they've done is they've watched all of the, uh, you know, John Barrys of the world and, and all the people that have basically not even mentioned who the Celtics were playing in the first round. Uh, you know, just assuming that they were going to march right on now to Miami and play the Heat in the Eastern Finals. And I think they've kind of taken that uh, as as a little bit of a, uh, you know, thrown down the gauntlet a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I think they've taken that to their heart. But, uh, you know, we'll see tonight, I think. I mean, tonight's the whole series as far as I'm concerned. We're talking with Steve Holman, the voice of the Atlanta Hawks. And Steve, uh, uh, Josh Smith, I think, said in the paper this morning that one of the reasons that he believes the analysts across the country uh, give short shrift to the Atlanta Hawks is because of Atlanta's reputation as a lukewarm sports town, and it doesn't get the attention. Is that a fair reputation as a lukewarm, at best, sports town, the city of Atlanta? Yeah, it- I mean, it is, and, uh, you know, you guys spent time here. I know when you were uh, hobnobbing with Larry David and never called me to uh, come up there to the St. Regis with you guys. You know, John, you know, uh, you know, I've known you guys all these years and nobody called, but that's okay. Uh, but uh, I think the reputation is, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much justified. And I, and I always use – here's what I always tell people. I mean, uh, you know, I grew up in Lawrence. The first thing my dad did was take me to a, you know, Red Sox game, Celtics game. I was a huge, you know, Celtics fan as a kid I mean and, and every birthday I would go to a Celtics game he would take me to a couple of Red Sox games and and that's the way it goes you know you have generations after generations in in the great sports towns uh, Atlanta has just getting to that point now where we're having uh you know like my kids will have kids that they'll bring to the games and they'll be you know Hawks fans right. and they'll be Braves fans and I think that's part of the reason that Atlanta is the way it is and so many people have have moved here from other places that, uh, you know, they tend to still root for their, their home teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Celtics people are always there. The Knicks people are always there, you know. And, and then you get a certain amount of, uh, of the locals 
that are kind of the bandwagon people. They'll root for the Bulls if they're hot. They'll root for the Lakers when they come into town. But other nights, they'll still root for the Hawks. So, and, and I think the other thing is, just to, to quickly on that, is that the people in Atlanta, it's, it's not life and death. I mean, people go to the games. They like it if, if the Hawks win or the Braves win or the Falcons win. But they're not going to go jump off of the, the Tobin Bridge if they lose. And they're not going to be calling uh, you know, the sports shows to go over every play of every mm. game. I mean, it's kind of like a night at the theater, I think, for more people here because, um, you know, once the game's over, everybody's looking to get to Buckhead and see if they can, uh, you know, pair off. <laughs> we, should, uh, we should point out that it was in the 1970s, uh, Steve Holman, currently the voice of the Hawks, was the assistant to Celtics play-by-play man Johnny Most. Now, if memory serves, your first experience calling NBA action came in 1975, when Johnny Most either lost his voice or lost his mind, which was oh, it? I think Ordway lit him on fire. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I think he would have liked to probably, but uh, he lost his voice, uh, not his mind. He lost his uh, yeah, right. He lo- he he lost his. It was a. Uh, I mean, I I still have it on. I, I still have it on my iPad, but it, uh, it was 1975 or 76. It was against the Denver Nuggets. It was the first year the Nuggets had come in. I think it might have been November of of 76 and then uh he lost his voice midway through the game and you know back then there were no no analysts or or anybody i i think it was um i don't know dave powers may have actually been the engineer who still does my games when i go to boston now but uh, johnny had the stick mic and you know he just said uh yeah just bear with me now and uh you know steve's gotta do the rest of the game and he handed me the microphone i was 21 or 22 (laughs) and uh you know i had kind of prepared since i was eight to do that because i listened to him every game and uh, you know, I did it, and uh, and afterwards, I you know, I got nervous afterwards, but not so much during it, and and that was the first night I did. Then I had to do a few more, and, and Bob Lobel did some of those games that year too. When, wow. when Johnny was uh, when Johnny. So was, was that was that uh, your big break, Steve? Was that your big break? Break Johnny's voice going south? Because, yes, because then I got well. No, before that, uh, you know, I was working at Kirk Gowdy yes. Station uh, up in Lawrence, WCCM, right. And uh, and from that game, I went on, and, and, and those games I did for the Celtics. Um, I, I got hired by the old WEEI, you know, the original right. CBS uh, O&O WEEI, and that's how uh, I got to Atlanta because the guy, Mike Wheeler, who was the program director there, came to Atlanta to start the all-news station. I did Falcons for five years, and then uh, starting with the 85 season, our, our radio station got the Hawks, and, uh, you know, here we are. I've done it ever since. Hey, Josh Smith, uh, supposedly, Steve, want, correct me if I'm wrong, wants out of Atlanta. He's got a year left on his deal. Do you think, this, does he want to someday, some way, be reunited with his uh, Oak Hill, his fellow Oak Hill alum, Rajon Rondo? Uh, you know, he, he may, but, you know, he's, you know, Josh is still very young, and uh, I'm not sure he really wants out of Atlanta. I mean, he's from College Park. He's from here. Uh, you know, he, he grew up here. He's all of his people are here. His dad's at every game. His mother's at almost every game. Uh, and I'm not sure he really wants out. Uh, I think he, he has people telling him stuff a lot. And I think that he listens to too many people. So, uh, I, I don't know for sure. You know, you never really know, but, uh, I, I think he's going to have a big year next year because it is a free agent year, number one. And, and he's also grown up a lot. I mean, he really has, I mean, you got to remember he's, he's in his eighth year, but he's still only 26 years old. So, you know, I'm not sure what he thinks sometimes. Like I say, I've aged a lot over the eight years that he's played here, so it's hard. It's hard for me to figure him out sometimes. But I do. I do think of him as kind of like, uh, you know, one of my kids because he, uh, uh, you know, he's 
he he grew up listening to me. And he always tells me that, and uh, you know, I, and I try to. You know, sometimes when he takes these bad shots, I, I try not to go off on the radio on him. But sometimes you, you can't help it. I uh, I don't know if anything will come of this tonight, but Atlanta's Ivan Johnson called Kevin Garnett a dirty player in the paper today. Not exactly breaking news headlines with that statement, though, is he, Steve? <laughs> no, I, I saw that yesterday. Uh, in fact, I saw it on on your. Uh, on your website there, the WEI website, that uh, that Ivan had said that stuff after practice, and you know the, the funny thing about Ivan, I mean, he's not going to be he's not going to be scared. I mean, he's not going to be afraid of anything. Uh, he's been through a lot in his uh, career. He's you know he's been banned, I think, from a couple of countries that he's played in. Uh, <laughs> That's so, hard to do. That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, and he you know he and he got suspended for a game here because he had had a. In fact, it was the game in Boston, the last game in Boston. He uh, got into an altercation with one of the players. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which one because where they have a sit at, at the garden there, I, you know, you can hardly see the game. Mm. So I, I didn't see, I, I, didn't, I didn't see what uh, exactly player he was uh, arguing with, but he got suspended for a game for that. So, I mean, he's a tough guy. He's a, uh, you know, he's he's been around the block. He's 28 years old and a rookie, and uh, you know, he. The, the, I think the great thing about him is, is that he doesn't he doesn't realize, I think, the situation that this is, that it's the playoffs. I just think he's looking at this as he's going to go out and do his thing. As we wrap this thing up, I think you said earlier tonight means tonight is the series. Are you suggesting that the winner of tonight's game is probably going to win the series? I have a feeling that, yes, John, yes. I do. I, I, I really think that. I think that if the Hawks win, they're going to be in very good shape. They're going to be able to go up there and uh, you know Play loose. maybe try to – try to steal one up there right. and, and see what happens. But uh, I think if the Celtics win tonight, it's going to be very difficult uh, uh, for the Hawks to win the series. Yes. Uh, so I, I would say, yes, this is, uh, as we like to say around the sports desk, the critical uh, game in the series. Yeah. Have you broken the 1900 game uh, number for the Hawks? Yes. Yes. What are you up to uh, now? Tonight, like 19 what? Uh, tonight will be 1958 consecutive. 19. 19- 58. Take a night off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to take a night off. You know what? Nobody. If I got hit by a bus today, they'd have somebody else do the game tonight. Yeah, and you know, care. John Mita Perel's resume would be on their desk in the morning. Yeah, FedEx. If you got hit by a bus tonight. Why so long? He would send a Delta Dash. <laughs> Absolutely. Or he'd come in. He'd fly in. I know he would, you know, to do that. But, uh, you know, like I say, if I got hit by a bus, somebody else would do the game and nobody would care. But it's just something that I kind of, you know, I, I pride myself on it. And, and I, I did learn so much from Johnny Most and, uh, and Kirk Gowdy. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I still have my roots there and everything. But, um uh, you know, I've, uh, I don't know. It's just uh, I learned from my dad to go to work every day. I mean, he he hated his job and he went to work every day. I love my job, so I figure the least I can do is go to work every day. It should be fun tonight. He is Steve Holman, the voice of the Atlanta Hawks for just 27 seasons and 1958 consecutive games. Steve, good catching up with you. We'll talk to you down the road. All right, guys. Thank you, Steve Holman with Dennison Callahan on the AT and T Hotline. AT and T 4G LTE with speeds up to 10 times faster than 3G. AT and T rethink I agree possible. With them. Pivotal game. Pivotal two. game two. And I hate. When, got, when reporters <laughs> ask the coaches that, and I, I always look forward to when some coach says, what does that mean, pivotal? But in this case, think of it. If they Celtics steal it, don't you think they win in the series? Yeah, probably. Yeah, if they win tonight without Rondo on the road, right. yeah. they Devastate. just devastate the, heart right the Hawks. Out they come back to Boston for two, and they're just riding high. If they lose it, you're down 0-2 in Atlanta. The Hawks come to Boston. They're a little less intimidated you know, a little less affected by the crowd. They're playing loose, play, knowing that they held serve, and they if they steal one in Boston, it's over. It's all over. Uh, we'll talk to Steve and JP and Ken when we come back. Then Will Middlebrooks joins us at 9.05. I, I want to get to my favorite story of the last couple of weeks, to which we never got to. Yeah. I'm going to tie that in with the 
uh, Occupunks who are supposed to like shut down the city today because yes. it's May Day. Yes. And I'm going to give them a better thing to do. They want to gather up and as a crowd and like sing songs. Uh-huh. I have a better suggestion than clogging up the financial Ooh. district and keeping taxpayers from getting to work. You've teased me. We'll be right back. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.